tape show i'm coming live from vacation i couldn't miss this episode i'm so excited to be here we have sprinkler tech bobby as usual up here with his almonds and his uh, mustache we're excited <laughs> <to be both. laughs> hey just so you know Frank. it's free to come on um oh, and shit. then it's also we have some we have some sponsor sp- uh, slots if you're interested in that so you have sponsor slots in the beginning and the in the middle as well as both and if you want to sponsor it just let us know if not dope and tape is on a sponsor of these shows and and we're just here to have fun and create a community which this industry is lacking so that's why we started this and then um tonight it's gonna be a fun episode so we have sprinkler tech here he's from new york and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're an apprentice currently, correct? Yep, that's right. Class 10, so uh, how, 6'9". So how long have you been with the 669? Uh, it'll be five years. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, right class, class 10. When so you first got in, step five. Nice, you actually get that? I didn't even know you got those. It's pretty cool. When you go to convention and you got a mustache like this, they gave me two. There you go. No, <laughs> just kidding. They gave they had piles of them, dude. I think I got a couple. I gave, <laughs> I gave a couple to the guys. <clears throat> I grabbed some from uh, from Clark Fire Pumps. Oh, I don't think I so, got anything uh, from them. So, do you have to wait on on bench and then roll into the apprentice program to get picked up, or did you have like a hook to get in? Like, yeah. So I kind of find out or found out about the trade through a guy who was in the trade. Uh, he told me about it, and I really didn't know anything about sprinklers. Uh, but he told me about the UA as a whole. Yeah. So I applied for every single thing, HVAC, electrician, everything. Uh, and at the time, I was doing uh, precast basements. So I'd set precast walls. And I was on my way to work one day, and I get a phone call. Driving down in my van, and I pull over, and, hey, it's local 669. Holy crap. You know, I know a guy who was doing it. And I said, what the hell, you know, I might as well get in the union, um, you know, get my feet wet in the pipe trades. And so it, it, in general, I wanted to get into the pipe trades and I chose sprinklers because they were really the first one to, to call me. Awesome. Uh, that's that's yeah. so lucky. I feel like that. I feel like that. Um, you got really lucky right there. landing with sprinklers. Yeah, uh, that's so lucky. It's, it's hard to get into the into the union, especially fire sprinkler. And then, like, you didn't have to get into the bench and then wait and then hope and then have to fill your time in the meantime with jobs and, and for you to get rolled right into, you know, a position. That's incredible. So where yeah. in New York – are you not in New York City or you're – where are you in I'm New York? I'm New York. I'm uh, west of Buffalo. I'm in Rochester, New York. Up, okay, okay, upstate, right. Okay, that's cool. So you got so – there's a lot of work up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so okay. much work up here. Uh, which surprises me that you guys say that because it's like we're we're looking for apprentices. I think we want to hire more. The question is, is where are the where are these kids? You know, I I got in at nineteen and they're flunking out of college. That's where they're at. Nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you go. You're doing good. I think, man. Yeah, well, I'm 24 now. You he know. called every every union hall in his area. You hear that yeah. shit? That's uh that's dedication. He's like, I'm doing something. What up, Tommy? Yeah. What up, Eric? So, like, a lot of kids in high school, like for me personally, um, I didn't know anything about the trades. I was actually, during the summertime, I would paint uh, exterior. Okay. Uh, that was really, like, my first trade. And, you know, people kind of knock on painters because, you know, is that really a trade? But uh, there's more to it than just putting paint on the wall. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just how you hold the brush. Uh, and that kind of is what maybe think about, you know, what are trades and, you know, I'd go to high school and talk to guidance counselors and they would say nothing about trades. They actually looked down upon it. They were like, you should have just went to uh, BOCES, which is like a vocational school. And uh, it just didn't make any sense to me. For me personally, you know, I took the advanced courses. I did all these college credits in high school and I go to, to apply them to a college and they're like, we don't take these credits. Like, what do you mean you don't take them? And, uh, you know, it, it just pissed me off that, you know, I couldn't get tuition money. Uh, I'd have to pay for it completely. And it's like, why, why would I do that, you know, as an investment? It just didn't make sense to me. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just don't understand why kids do that, why kids go to college. And most of them are just like, I'm just going to go get away from my parents. I'm with you, man. And like, we still need a percentage of people to go to college. But 
I think yeah. that the way, that, like you said, like they're pushing it, it's pushed so hard to everybody, and that uh, that can't be the way because it should be like fifty percent or less. Like they didn't like if you did any kind of trade, they would look down on you. Like really, you're not a settle. We were like trade? we were we were the shop kids. Like we, I went to a you know you didn't you didn't have to go to vocational school at my high school. You could have did regular high school or you could do like we were the shop kids. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We were definitely like the looked down upon group, and we were yeah. all right to work the like the week after we graduated. That's sweet. I mean, if you break down the numbers, man, like you're walking away with more money with no debt. I bought a house before I was even twenty, uh, twenty one, before I even could drink a beer legally. Um, you're killing I, it, I, dude. I, dude. You're you're killing it. Yeah, this is that, a great. This is a great picture. example. Yeah, and. You know, you find a good place, a good niche, and a good fire protection company to work for. You know, it it could be a great time. Tommy uh, Howe is your neighbor. Rochester is the neighbor to the west, except Rochester. Correct. Except watch at Rochester Amherst. F them. Amherst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where that guy's from. It's funny too. Sa- so he's uh he's from Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. He's in yeah. Syracuse. Oh, he's always in Syracuse. Since we've done this, uh, this show, when we reference fire protection, how you got in, and then even before the show, I would always ask the new guys, who brought you in? Because no one just freaking applies. We do hear, like me and Bobby hear from a guy hearing it randomly from from this place or or just walked in, but it's very rare, extremely very rare. rare. Yeah. Normally, someone brings you in, and someone brings you in when you like really need it. Like, and then that's when the person like what? sees the value and then applies, and then they're like, "Whoa, I had no idea the fire sprinkler industry was like this." Like yeah. this. I, I think it's so cool how you just applied to all of them. Yeah. Well, the the first construction company that I worked for, uh, that precast company, like I showed up to work. I was nineteen. And I thought I was going to be working with these old guys and, you know, grumpy dudes. And I was preparing myself for that. And the first job site that I went out to, it was a 24 or, yeah, 24-year-old kid, a 21-year-old kid, and I was 19. And we set the wall with the crane operator who was probably 55. And he was the greatest guy out of all of them, you know. And that's kind of how I started. It's the blind leading the blind and a company that didn't give a shit about you. And I didn't even get a hard hat. Um you know, I'd watch cranes get tipped over and, um, oh, wow. it, it was, it was interesting. And, uh, Ooh. I kind of just learned on the fly how to just follow behind somebody and just get shit done. Um, I've also seen a lot of scary shit, like I said, with the crane. And, yeah. Uh, that was one big thing that, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to join the union, not just because of the trade. I didn't really care, you know, what job I was going to do. Uh, because I just, I just wanted to do them all. Like, let me just learn it all. And that's why I like the pipe trades, because, you know, you can learn sprinklers, and you can go learn to weld. And then you don't want to do sprinklers anymore, then apply to be a plumber. Around here, they'll take you in a heartbeat, uh, especially and if you get... thing, too, about, um, about fire protection in general, is you can... You have all these different jobs that'll fit anybody. You can be an engineer. You can go into sales. You can go to project management. You can go into to a coordination mm-hmm. um all these different roles and the cool thing about fire protection uh i don't know about any of the other trades but i know for sure like for example my i had a, a previous company and me and the branch manager did not see eye to eye on how i should spend my day on and sales right outside sales so i ended up i was like you know what we'll just save we'll just do this because the state of Georgia state law changed for certifications and they had to have someone that was licensed. They didn't have any. So I was it. So I was like, I'll just go in back into the field. So that's the thing. Like you can try something. If it doesn't work, you can go back into the field. You right. know, you can go into sales, you can go to engineering and then it's super flexible, but you yeah. can't say that on any other career you know you can't be like go here and then want to go back and be like whoa whoa, whoa. you can't do that you know but yeah. in fire protection you a thousand percent can and i want to push that message too because a lot of kids in, in the trades and a lot of the new apprentices getting in 
they only see this trade as you know screwing pipe left or right and screwing this coupling like they they need to take a bigger step you know into the trade and really look around you know it's not just pipe you know there's functionalities to it there's a lot of character characteristics to this trade that you know is being lost with the old, older generation and uh when i first got into this to sprinklers um we had pretty much two separate classes because I'm right in the middle of Buffalo and Syracuse. So we had Jamestown, Buffalo, and Rochester go to go to Buffalo, and anything around Syracuse, they'd go to Syracuse. So I'd go to Buffalo, and at the time, I was the only apprentice in Rochester going to Buffalo. So I'd show up. It was my first day in the trade, and there's nobody in my city that I'm in class with. So, mm-hmm. you know, most of the guys that I went to class with were guys in Buffalo in a bigger city than mine. And, you know, for the first couple of years, I worked for a contractor who was strictly, you know, contract. And, you know, I'd, I'd go to class and I'd go to work and they're two completely different things because, you know, in Buffalo, there, there's so many buildings out there and there's so much service side of the business that uh, it was pushed out there. You know, if you learn the service side of the trade, you know, it's very important. And, you know, coming back to Rochester and, and moving companies when I got laid off. I went over to a different contractor that had a service department and it just, it completely blew my mind. You know, the, yeah. the level of um, expertise there is really to this trade. You learn uh, so what, much more doing service. Oh, dude, it's, it's humbling, man. Uh, a lot of and problem solving with service. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll go into a fire pump room and I'll, and, and I'll, he'll tell me of an issue and I'm like looking at it. I'm like, all right. What's going on? Okay, if I do this, if this will happen. If I do that, you know, I got to like really run it down. But if I'm doing new construction, all I got to say is these plans say this and we're doing this, you know, like, but in service, you really got to like think. Yeah. I work in a lot of old buildings and, you know, things like a swing check, it's installed vertically. It's not spring loaded. So you go to do an FTC test and you realize the FTC caps are too tight start losing it start losing it why is there water pressure behind it on your ftc check there's, there's so many crazy things that people did in the past that you walk into and you're like that check valve's never going to close <laughs> so it's it's those things that it's like it could kill you and, paul uh, chad what up you know being in service i kind of compare contract to service as contract you're you know, you're running a race, you're trying to get shit done and you're preparing for test day. My favorite day when I, when I did a lot of construction was test day because it was to prove, you know, what can I and what can I not do? And at what time do we finish the job? So that's the basic, you know, to construction and then service. It's like running a race, but playing chess. At the we same just time. did our backflow prevention certification together. You know him, Eric? Eric, uh, where are uh, you from, Eric? Bessig? <laughs> Eric Bessig, that's my dude from Davis Ulmer. We just did our backflow prevention certification together. Heck yeah, I just got backflow certified. That was a great class. Eric, I don't remember you, man, but uh, we should connect. That's Absolutely. awesome. You're you're killing it right now, dude. You're doing good. Yeah, especially for you. It's huge in the industry to um, get be backflow certified. Besides, I interviewed a lot of people. I didn't know it until I started hiring people. When I started hiring people, I was like, whoa, like I really need it. I mean, my previous company, they didn't have a backflow guy for a little while. And I'm like, God, they're like killing me because the subcontractor is charging me like like 110 per backflow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like normally other contractors, other companies are doing, you know, like 100, 105. And then my subs doing 110. So like it's it's huge. Now uh, in two years, some some places I know now they're doing online uh, research, but I know you have to we have to research in two years. But if you can find a repair class, those things are awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. a big issue. Everybody's like, you're sending me out to repair this backflow, but I never went to class. And for me, that's going through that right now is I'm reading the manuals and bringing them home and I'm studying them. And if I would have done it all over again and went back to where I was doing basements and I learned about backflows, I would have just done backflows, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I call this guy on Instagram named uh, The Backflow Guy. And he just goes around and makes these really cool videos. And backflows are, cool. are simple devices, but, you know, they're, they're very finicky. And 
very you know, finicky. You can be done in a half an hour, or you could be done in four hours. It's super yeah. important. It's a very That's super important so, component. As far as repairing, I would say four inches and under, you're safe. Um, four inch and and up on a two thousand SS, like a, you'll have to use a special tool, and if you don't have that tool, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, there's also wood back flows too. There's such a high tolerance for the brass casing when you have the brass casings. Um, the iron is not that much of a big deal with temperature fluctuation, but with the with the brass, it could just be like a little bit of temperature fluctuation that makes that brass warp just a little bit and then it'll fail it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, including myself, will charge a customer, like quote a customer, to replace all the internals when I replace all the internals, but actually the casing itself is warped and it just, it's, yeah. it's in. Yeah. Yeah. So two under two inches under, I usually want to replace the whole thing. But like, if you go out to, to do a repair and it's not at like a 2000 SS and it's four inches and under, you should be okay. As long as you take it out and then it's like a puzzle piece of like three or four pieces. And it's pretty simple. Tommy says he loves a vertical swing check on a dry system drip cup drain, especially when it's tied to the main drain. (laughs) (laughs) Chad got his backflow license last year. Throw it on the resume, fellas. Chad's tearing him apart, too, man. Paul says, I'm addicted to dope and tape like MacGyver with sprinklers. Paul, appreciate you, dude. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Don't forget to hit the like button, guys. Run it up. Come on, click it away. Yeah, A little rabbit trail with the dope and tape. Uh, I brought it up to one of the guys, and I'm like, you know, I found out the other day that the code says it's either dope or tape. You know, so like yep. hearing that like blows my mind because it was always dope and tape ever since I got in. And you're talking to a guy that, you know, got it not really anything but, about pipes. But you're not implementing that yeah. code yet. Yeah. Are you? Well, it's a two, it, that's a 2023 version, and oh. I'm pretty sure that uh... – that question? We're not, we're not doing any of that. We're, yeah, we're no. Well, cause this gets sent. This gets, trust me, this is sent to me like daily. Is that like you're supposed <laughs> to, you're only supposed to use one and the other and they got a screenshot of the new thing, but it's like, I think That's we're, bullshit. I think we're using 2016 up here. So until, you know, you like I put a post with the dope and the tape and I said, come and take it. I mean, and part I said, of me is fucking doping saying, and taping it all. We'll come back and fix it. You know, it's, it's job, uh, so what's cool is AFSA. We had him. We had one of the mem- one of the big dogs come on the show. Josh McDonald. And, yep. So they he put in. Uh, he submitted a oh, letter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. A question yeah. or whatever, right? Right. So they he wanted to get the full explanation or for the further more information on the code uh, um, from NFPA. So the big problem we're is about pe- to get. The- the big problem is people are over tightening it. If you put if you put both, then people are over tightening it. But like you should know your strength. You should see how many threads are going in, how many threads are exposed. You got to stop sometime, dude. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. be killing it because it goes in. If there's two. Right. Put it just you know if you have both of them, you can you don't have to kill it. Is basically what it is. It but, is. This is what I've done. I got it till it got tight, and then I leveled it off. Like boom. let's say it's a side. I I got it till I was like okay, it's tight. Now I'll level it off, and mm-hmm. then we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go a full round, you know? Another one? <laughs> Crazy. I mean, put, Putting in goosenecks. When I first got in the trade, it was all just open, upright coverage. But when they came in to, to, to put in walls, you know, my job was to go around putting all the, the uh, riser pieces and a, and a plug. That's all he wanted me to do. Very basic for me. And he gave me a six-inch nipple. He goes, all I wanted to do is take this, go up there, and get it as tight as possible. Leave it, you know, just a little bit so we can swing it into a ceiling tile when it comes to. But I swear to God, if you go up there and tighten that with anything bigger than a, a 14, he was going to get pissed off at me. So I just went around, and that's all I did. None of them leaked. And that's how I was taught. You know, it doesn't need to be so tight. And I, I'm glad that I had really good guys, really old guys, uh, before they retired, you know, teach me, like, that's how much awesome. strength you really need, you know, with dope and tape and um yeah there's just so many different things i've worked with different or 30 different guys and you know waking up and going to work and 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 dealing with 30 different guys over the past five years seeing how they 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 go through their mornings they go through their afternoons it's 
It's like getting married 30 times over. Yeah, you're get, and you're getting cross-trained because they all do it a little <laughs> yeah. bit differently. Everybody does it. All, like, they're all super serious about like their one certain thing. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. I've never had a fitter that was like screaming and yelling or getting pissed off. Oh, good for uh, you. I like to you know, I like I to always, hear that. Yeah. I mean my, my biggest advice would be to always just try to stay one step ahead because that shows, you know, your understanding or rather you're at least paying attention um uh, of what's going on and you have a question, you know, you're asking. Uh you really gotta be very just be ready. You know, you may not know a thing. Did they fuck with sure. you at all? What's that? Did they fuck with you at all? Uh, I think the worst thing that I've ever uh, been called uh, was leaky. Leaky? I uh, <laughs> worked in a job. And it was just with one other guy. We were doing actually like a small little um, demo job. And uh, the guy I was working with, he goes, you know, loosen up that plug. I loosen up the plug and I just tightened it back up because for some reason, I can't, this was five years ago. For some reason, we wanted to go do something else. So I get off the ladder, we go do other shit. And at the yeah. other day, we fill it. I'm sitting there like, did I tighten that plug down? And so we go upstairs and, you know, it didn't blow apart or nothing, but it leaked pretty good because it was 14th floor. Um, so, you know, it made a little bit of a mess, but. Yeah, watching my foreman go up there with his channel locks, trying to like make sure that you know if he touched it, is it going to blow apart? You know, it's not serious, but for me, just joining, it was like holy shit, I fucked up big time. You know, and I <laughs> leaky. You know, and he, he made a whole job site call me leaky because I forgot to tighten down the plug. And, and that know, right care. there makes you never have a leak ever again. <laughs> never again. I, I can't remember when I had a leak. That's um, what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to call them out. Doped and tape yeah. helps detect sleep at night, like having full coverage insurance. I love that, Paul. We need that yeah. on shirt. All right. So, um, <laughs> so you got, let's say, all right, let's go back. So you got into the trade, right? Let's, let's say, well, that first couple of days, what's, what's the process? They throw you right in with a fitter. You go so, right in, you can, or... um, I was actually in Massachusetts, uh, setting a wall and i got the phone call from the contractor saying you know he, he needs me like monday it was it was probably thursday or friday i'm like what like monday i'm in massachusetts i still have a job i gotta put my two weeks in like there, there's a process to this i didn't know i was gonna get hired um and uh he got mad hung up the phone on me and i'm like what the hell yeah you gotta so, you gotta quit they want you to quit yeah they want so you to calls quit back, <laughs> calls me back a couple uh Couple hours later, he's apologizing this and that, and he was asking me again, you know, how early I could start. I'm like, I could give these guys two weeks, you know, when I get back from Massachusetts, which was on Friday, and you know, I'd be right over. And if I can get out earlier, I will. And you know, Huff and Puff hangs up the phone, and that's when I was like, I probably shouldn't do this trade. You know, this guy's already harassing me, and, uh, but I went with it, and. The guy, the the guy gave me a, the foreman's number, and I called him up, and it was just it went from I need you now to a, a simple local six six nine guy, just hey man, what's up? You know, meet me here at this time, you know, and we're gonna start this, and you know, not a big deal. It was very laid back, and um, I show up my first day, and I wore my uh, because I never had a hard hat before. I wore my hat and my, my hard hat backwards and I walked into the job site, not knowing a thing, you know, and yeah. the guy just took me in and was like, all right, we're going to do something with you, you know, whether you blast or not. And, um, I brought a notepad and pen and pencil and I wrote down everything, everything I could see because I didn't know anything. Um, you know, yeah. I Googled some things, I watched wow. some videos and, um, every word that he said, any measurement that he said, went on the notepad every time that we had a, a, disagreement this is what you said man you know i wrote it right here you said this number <laughs> uh, and so that, that's what i did for that's every awesome. i fucking love that <laughs> yeah um, oh shit i wore i kept forgetting my tools you know i'd get up on the left oh shit my tape measure get up on the left oh there's my level uh so i that was one of my big issues when i first started was carrying my tools because you know, as a fitter, you, you got your back pockets, and that's pretty much it. Your level here, your channel locks here, and your wrenches are on the ground. Um, so my, my foreman made me carry or wear a pouch. I wore a pouch for probably a couple months, and 
until I really realized, like, I don't need to carry every single tool. I just got to remember. Um, I just got to remember my tools. Um, right. So, you know, I, I think anybody can join this trade, even a kid that's never even seen a wrench uh, in his life. Uh, I would like to expand that, you know, the high school kids who don't want to go to college, don't want to join the military. You're preaching to the choir, people. bro. Yeah, my son, he uh, he's going into high school, um, and he's 14, going into ninth grade, and he's he's doing welding class. And I'm like, man, freaking welding! Like, why can't it be fire sprinkler? Like, sprinkler, you know, pipe fitting. Like, this is tell him to go through plumbing, kid. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think I think there should be fire sprinkler welders, and I know we have machines out there that weld our pipe and shit like that. But... You know, a flange piece in a valve room, I think contractors should take advantage, you know, of, all right, we can weld that back at the shop. There's probably not enough work, but having a guy in the company that could weld, instead of having a lead time of four weeks or five weeks, whatever it is, to get a, uh, a welded whatever. Right. Uh, I think we, we're losing a lot of skill in this trade, you know, especially with new products. I think they're all great and all, um, but there's still old shit out there yet that... You know, a lot of guys are going to turn out of their time only knowing how to spin pipe um, and put in whips, and they're going to be thrown into vans, and they're going to be thrown into a whole building that was installed in 1952, and they're going to have to do IPEs on a valve that wasn't in the books. You know, that's what I'm scared about. Is I look at my books, and I look up at, you know, the the environment that I'm in and, 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 the, and the area that I'm at, which is so old, and it's like you have to take one more step, you know, and really learn the history of the trade. You know, starting back at you know, nineteen hundred, yeah. yeah. The old, the, luckily, the old shit is like just easy. Anything that's old is just usually just fucking easy, right? Isn't yeah. the old shit just simple? You find some old valve and it's just like some simple. It's huge and it's big and it's heavy, but it's just like I know, it's super it's just heavy. Simple. Yeah. Paul flooded a bank. I flooded a new bank on inspection day. The super pointed out a leak on my two-inch Vic coupling, so I hustled up the scaffold thinking I would snug it up with my impact, and boom. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Damn, it was already tight. You had it on reverse, Paul. Oh, man. Paul, you had it on reverse. No, I'm just fucking. He didn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you had it on reverse. My nickname when I first started was Piñata. I would leave Pinata? my t I would leave my tools everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's fucking good yeah. <laughs> so have you only gotten let's say on the job training or have that. you been to some uh instructional classes so uh, outside of local 669 well yeah, 669. no you got uh what'd you say you had a facility in buffalo and a facility in syracuse like a training facility yeah so we go there once or twice a month um over a course of five years and then you do your online um, training course that's through uh like washington community college so you get you do get college credit you, when you turn out you can take that college credit and go get a degree it's like five classes or you can go and pay a little bit more for an associate's degree uh that's a benefit you know being in and then i i don't really care to, to learn construction management um but, but it's like, there uh, you know, like yeah, there's opportunities out there. So how uh, how long are you going to the to the school to the facility? Uh, I've been going there for the past five years. No, like so, how long at a time? Like is it eight hours? Is it two eight days? Eight hours, eight hour days, yeah, for one day. You get paid for that? No, so it's uh, it's Saturday too. Oh man, so they do it on a Saturday. Yeah, and actually, you know, as far as wanting to do other shit, it does blow. You know, every other week you're like. I can't do it. I'm stuck at you know sprinkler class doing homework or our apprentices. Uh, our apprentices in the 550 go uh, after work during the summer. Just a couple hours. Couple, yeah, a couple hours after work. A couple, two, three hours after That's work. A couple times no, a week. Some units do like months. I think carpenters and like masonaries they'll get paid, or maybe it's a couple weeks for carpenters. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure masonaries for like a whole however many months they get paid to go to class, and then after that they're done. And they just go to work. Huh. Pretty dope. Everybody does uh, it a little bit different. Yeah. But, you know, as far as sprinklers go, the online homework, 
it probably took me two, two and a half years to complete. And then like the other half, you're just, you're going to class. So uh, you got two choices. You can just keep going to class, keep going to work and, you know, make money or whatever. Or, you know, like he was saying, you can take a step out to the fire protection industry and start taking other classes, nice site. Uh, something that kind of sparked my attention was the the UA star exam. Uh, where I'm around, it, it's not really like a thing. Nobody really does it. Uh, it actually kind of, it just put the target on your back. Uh, but I've been contemplating it. You know, it, it, it's very specific on, you know, inspection and, and being a service tech. Um, but I think it should be, you know, fire sprinkler fitters as a whole, you know, really learn, you know, how far does a, 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 a private fire main has to be under a, a railroad, you know, shit like that. It's, it's something that, you know, you really have to dedicate to, you really memorize stupid facts like that. Um, you know, but it, it's, it's something like the backflow certificate that you could put on your resume, you know, and, and say, you know, I got my UA star exam. Um, I wouldn't recommend really telling anybody. Just go and take it. Don't tell nobody. Why? And, it's it puts why? <laughs> they think you're a smarty pants? Sure. Yeah. You know the, the, yeah. the nerd. Oh, you know, oh I'd the, be saying I'd be telling everybody. Andrew says he's got his. He's been doing this two years now. He's got his nice at level two and his backflow. Sure. Learn something new every day. Always got to stay a step ahead. That's why I get along with the old heads. Hell yeah. That's it. Paul was all ask, on the job training. Okay. So, I I preach this all the time. And when even when we had the episode episode fifty with my father, we he said the same thing I've been saying. So how do you feel about someone spending their own money to go get certifications and not waiting on the company? Mm -hmm. um, how do you? I think a lot that? of guys go through a spiral. You know, end up hating your jobs and end up hating, uh, you know, what they do is because they they stop they stop doing things for themselves, and you know they maybe blame the contractor blame anybody you know that's around them. i think that's just human nature um you know to stop pursuing because you don't have help uh ever since we're babies you know we're always crying for help i don't think some people get out of that you know stop crying um i think people should go out and, and get their nice side and pick which one you want to do inspections or you want to learn to design learn to design i think there's so much opportunity in the fire protection industry because nobody's doing it uh, in specific areas of the country that, you know, if you want to go and start a business and you do it right, holy shit, you can make so much money, so much money. But, you know, do you want to be liable? Do you want to, you know, go to sleep at night wondering if uh, you're going to get paid? You know, there, there, there's a whole different world of, you know, running your own business that I have no clue. And, you know, part of me is talking out of my ass. But, uh, you know, with the goal of maybe starting your own company, I think some guys, young guys should really think about that. Um start partnerships, you know, like you're doing with the coffee, branch out, you know, buy a couple of different businesses, do something besides sprinkler. Um, you know, that that's really like what the rule that we're talking about is go get your nice day or really just expand yourself into maybe an entrepreneur, you know, do something else besides just sitting at home and, and, and punching the clock. Do it all. Start a podcast. Outside, yeah. of, outside of like for fire protection and dope and tape and, if people ask me what I should do, and I highly recommend everybody to get multiple sources of income. Yeah. Not so. Let's say you do something on the side and it brings in five hundred dollars more a month. That's five hundred dollars more a month. Yeah. That's a, that's a car payment. Yeah. Yeah. It just surprises me that people just want to get more into debt, and they build their credit score, and they get more into debt, and they get more into debt, and they're to a point where it's like. You're too much in debt where you can't expand anymore. Right. So the goal isn't to, right. yeah. The goal isn't to, uh, you know, get yourself in a corner. It's it's to protect yourself from that, and you know, to pick things that you know that, you know, are going to set you in a good position. And I think the fire protection industry it's good good spot to start. You know, and maybe yeah. buy a couple houses here and there and start Airbnbs. But you know, that's not really sprinkler related, but. It's money, man. It's, that's, it's what, that's what trades can do for you. You know, you can really get to a point where, you know, that's your day job and you're only doing it because you love it. Yeah. Well, man, it's paying for your good bennies. You're like 669 bennies with your health care, your annuity, your pension, and then you're like a landlord on the side. Let me read some comments. Yeah. Florencio says for AFSA schooling, we go once a week for four hours and they get paid. That is fucking sick. 
Well, the company the, the company pays us, he says. Tommy says, I watch Bobby's IG every day, and that's my training facility. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, who you got uh, the weekend? Spencer Crawford. Winner is for sure, pound for pound, the best in the world of boxing. And then oh, the one, Crawford. Crawford, the one, the only, Chad. Chad Tester had a hell of a day today, but he says, I like this guy. This man speaks the truth. Yeah, you definitely got a good, you got a good vibe. You got a good vibe, yeah, Silas. We like you. Is so, this, have we had an I... apprentice before? Huh? Have we had an apprentice? I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry if I for, if we did and I forget about you, but I don't. Did we have no, an apprentice? We've had uh, like our apprentices, but that's it. Yeah, but no, they're fitters now. We just like they'll always be apprentices. They'll always well, be apprentices right, to but... us. But that's like yeah. little, little Bobby's his own foreman now. Um, I think this might be our first apprentice. No. Yeah. No, it is 100. Damn. You guys, he's setting the standard high. He's setting the standard high for the next apprentices to come on. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you're on it. So something <laughs> I do. And so ever since so I am I'm in sales currently. Um, and but there's also other positions that have this kind of role, too. But let's say my salary is above. All right. Let me back up. Let me explain it this way. So I have my fire sprinkler license and I'm a backflow license. I can do both of those. I can inspect. I can repair. I can do anything related to fire sprinkler um the the going rate here in georgia is between is like if you're a fully licensed inspector with backflow it's 35 dollars to 37 like that's the that's the typical pay that's what you can expect so even if i get paid more salary plus bonuses and all these things i will never go above what i would get paid at 35 dollars an hour for my budget so for my household budget, right? So that way, if something happens, COVID happens again, or this or that, I could always go back to being a fire sprinkler. But if, if if my debt and my bills are higher than that number when I go back, I'm in some deep trouble. And I want to protect myself for that. So I will never let my my funds or my, I guess, my budget go above mm-hmm. an hour. This was a tough thing when I was non-union and we were working prevailing wage. So my rate would be like, your rate would be 25 bucks an hour and then you'd go on prevailing wage and it would be 70. And then you'd be on prevailing wage for like six months. And man, you just get used to that 70. And then then all of a sudden you're you're piping out a CVS or something. You're back down to that that 25. (laughs) It's a rude awakening. So like what's Brian saying? You got to just, you got to stay with that. uh, Live off that 25. Yeah. Like man, I'm getting I'm getting paid this much money. I'm gonna spend this much money. I'm gonna go get this new vehicle. This this man, you, I, you know, this truck. I gotta put but, a motorcycle in the back of the truck, and I'm not gonna drive any of them. How do we attract kids from high school? And smart. Yeah, I think I think this I I think this we gotta I gotta start visiting high school. So I got a couple guys on Instagram that are vocational teachers that have been reaching out. I think that's a good inlet um to get into them, but really. I think that we got to start. We got to start um, as as the community visiting the vocational schools around us. Oh, look at the cat! Yeah, that's Luna. She's almost twenty pounds. <laughs> that's a fat cat. <laughs> yeah, I got weird. four cats. So I applied to be a sprinkler tech job in two thousand four because I like rocks and I wanted to see the inside of a coal mine. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I like rocks. <laughs> I like rocks. Oh, shit. How do we attract kids from high school to join, like, yeah. at 18 so, or so 19? My, That's what I want. Yeah. So my son, he's done play baseball, and he's on a wrestle. So I'm going to be heavily involved with the kids and on those teams, and I'm going to push it, man. Sprinklers. I'm going to push it. There was a guy at the Mexican restaurant I've been talking to for years, and he was, and then finally he graduated, and he's like, man, I'm looking at these trade schools, sprinkler, and – not sprinkler, but welding and plumbing. And I said, dude, what about fire protection? He said, well, what do I got to do? Do I have to go to the school and school? I was like, no, you just got to call me and I'll put you somewhere and I'll watch you through your career and help you out. Yeah. I was like, that's it. He was like, well, uh, I don't know. But, but I, so I'm going to go to the schools and then I'm going to, I'm going to put my, uh, I'm going to put my wrestling shoes on and wrestle with the guys. And then, you know, how about- you're going to choke them out if they don't agree to be a sprinkler fitter. 
Oh, yeah, so, but, so wrestling is something I could I could do. I you want to be a sprinkler fitter? Ah, just fucking yeah, choke him yeah, out, yeah. you little bastard. I think that we I think we need to um, also keep on posting, keep on posting. The kids in high school are on social media. I I should I gotta be yeah, better. Cool. My I gotta I'm, I gotta be better myself on on TikTok. I think TikTok is where we can reach the younger demographic. You just gotta do like. I don't know. I'm not about like dancing videos. We we're talking about that before the show started. Like I could probably blow up on TikTok if I did some corny dancing videos, and then I could connect to maybe some of these kids, and then they'd be like, "Oh, sprinklers." But I, I don't know. Maybe you yeah. could do some dancing videos, Bry. It's I'll more, share it's it. more your I'll jam. No, no, you you do the dancing. I'll share it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And every time that Sarah has like some girlfriends over, I'm like, "Let's dance. Let's do some salsa." But other than that, I'm not dancing. Yeah. <laughs> wants me to do a TikTok video with her so bad, I just can't do it. Do it. What? Take, do oh, it. dancing? Let's do it, bro. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? I'll try. Oh, man. So I was at the beach and I was. Uh, both of you guys talking. dancing? <laughs> I was FaceTiming a, a Bobby and, uh, and I had my cigar and I just sat down and I had a walk, I had a drink and I was, re- I was, man, I was relaxed. And I said, Where the hell is Sarah? And you're just able to chill like yeah, this. And he's like, I can't. And I said, you won't believe this, right? So she has a selfie stick and she's doing time cameras. So your boy is here with a cigar and a drink, chilling in a chair while she's taking her own pictures. <laughs> like last year, this time I would be that guy. Okay, oh well, the angle's better this way. Oh, do it again, do it again. And I get I get yelled at for not doing a good job, but she yeah. got her own tripod, so she's back there. Taking her own pictures and everything, and I was relaxed, and it, it was great. It was That's great. epic! Can't wait to see him. Wayne says he'll share us if we dance. <laughs> yeah. About about high school uh, students, you know, being the kid that you know didn't really didn't have family members even in the trade. Uh, in fact, my dad, you know, didn't even recognize me as a sprinkler fitter. He, he just called me a plumber. You know, I just let him do it. You know, whatever. You know, it didn't bother me because frankly, I didn't even know what sprinklers were when I first started either. Uh, but for kids that don't know anything about trades, it's just simply, you know, getting the idea out of them. And like Bobby said, we don't want all of them, you know, getting in. We just want the few that, you know, have the work ethic, period, to, to, to deal with waking up in the morning and going to work. And then here are, are the benefits of doing this, you know, getting that out in front of them and saying, here's a list of other guys my age that are buying houses and, and starting families and going on vacation twice a year. Uh, and posting those type of videos and and and, and, and showing the lifestyle that that produces uh, that that you know a trade will produce for you. Uh, that's kind of what I want to do with my channel, the Spring Tech Trek. Uh, I use the word trek because it's you know it's a journey. It, it's a it's a path that I chose. But here's why, you know, and I'm a spring technician, a sprinkler technician. Uh, and here here's my life. Here's what I do every day. And, you know, I I don't want to just show you know the, the 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 good sides. You know, I was up on a cooler the past couple of days, just getting drenched at old dust, uh, replacing some dry heads and black all over me. But you know, it affords me you know a truck and uh, animals and a house uh, and a couple of vacations and you know an ordinary life, man. And I think that's what kids in high school uh, really need to see. And and I think a lot of tradesmen and people just. They give them a lot, uh, a bad name, uh, and a bad lifestyle behind them. And it's just not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's just like any industry, there's there's fuck ups in any industry. Yeah. And oh, we still need sure. doctors and lawyers and other other people, but like not not everybody needs college, man. You're you're preaching exactly. Uh, I, I love it. I, we, you're you're a great part of the community. I'm glad we're having you on, and I think you should be posting more. When you're ready, you should be posting more. And even if you just did little, I, I think that you could do really good if you did like little talking videos and just talk like what you're talking. You could really motivate people. You're motivating me. Yeah. Yeah. You motivated me too. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw your video, like, I was how like, can I do more? Yeah. How can I? Do I appreciate more? that. Yeah. Uh, and that's really all life is, man. You should never stop learning. You know, you should always want to do more. That's at least what I've been doing. And it's and it's interesting. Like as you go through your journey, for example. Like me and Bobby probably have like six or seven years of more experience than you, but it goes so fast. Oh yeah, it does. It goes so fast. Five? We got ten. Did you say you're doing it for five? He's been doing it for five. I think yeah. I've been doing it for. I think I've been doing this for sixteen years. 
I, I want to say I've been doing it for fifteen, almost half my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I was called a scab on union projects. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Fight back, Paul. You got to fight back. Don't be calling names. It's going to take communities like this, like Dope and Tape, pumping out positive influence and plugging together skilled tradesmen. Let's go. When Paul's scheduled to be on, this dude's a trip. I love this community. Great bunch of people. Everyone on here puts out great content every day. Appreciate you all. You got this is you guys are this is crazy. You on you union jobs, I was paid one dollar an hour over the highest paid union member. Wow, well, that's pretty good. I like that stat. Okay, do it so we can see if you're TikTok worthy. I'm on TikTok. I can, we got a, I got a million views. We got a million views on on each account, but uh, I don't know. I'm just not a TikTok guy. I just I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I'll post later. So um, with... I'll TikTok tomorrow. So. Let me put this back with with take with like Instagram um in the community. So I push the community every episode. This is why we started Dope and Tape to give fire protection a community because we didn't have it. We don't have anybody in the conventions showing the conventions, showing all the new stuff. Like we saw a Viking head that we posted on YouTube at the convention that's not even out on the public yet but now you can see it because we were there so if we weren't there you would never see it you had no idea it existed man neither yeah. would we <laughs> almost a sharp bike type thing uh type connection on their couplings and if and if we weren't there to do the interview you had no idea it was there so what I'm saying is, guys, join the community on Instagram. That's probably the, the best one. That's the biggest one we've seen so far. And start tagging each other and and following each other and then messaging each other and saying, hey, connect. Hey, connect. And while I we're talking. Man, I call people all the time asking advice. People call me asking advice and Bobby asking advice. And it's, it's oh, awesome. I love it. That's my also, favorite another thing. Another thing is get on Discord, download the app. And from there, you need to get on the dope and tape Discord. Uh, oh yeah, the Discord. So there's like there's only been 70 members for there's 70 people on the Discord, and that thing is active every day. Um, I haven't, I haven't even been keeping up with it as of recent, but there's guys in there every day that are active. Join up if you need the link, send the link. But while we're talking about NFPA, we gotta give a little quick shout out to Arco because we wouldn't have been able to go to NFPA without them. These dudes, no, these dudes uh, invited us, Jim invited us live on the show, and then, like, they were booking flights the next day. It was, uh, that was incredible. Still uh, one of the craziest experiences ever. I appreciate you guys. Thank you to Arco. We never even, like, dreamed to go. And then... I called him after the live. I'm like, I think he just, uh, did he just invite us? Like, yeah, I think he did. I'm like, all right, I'll, <laughs> let's go. I can go. And then, yeah. like, and then, like, slept on it the next day. We're like, well, you know, maybe he was just... In a good mood, and then they're like, "You want Delta or JetBlue?" It's like we're going, yeah. we're going to Vegas, Bry. Going to Vegas, shit's crazy. I really like those. Uh, uh, where about? Huh? I said I really uh, for Arco those uh, the jaws for the machine to uh, to grab the bigger pipe. Yeah, to cut bigger pipe. I want that so bad for my genius, machine. Genius. Well, uh, you uh, get ten percent. Yeah, so I mean, you can if, if you can if you can justify to your shop guy that you could use it. I don't see why he wouldn't buy it. You know, that's basically what yeah. I'm gonna do. If I need a tool, if I can justify that I'm gonna use it and it's gonna save time, it's guaranteed mm -hmm. they're gonna get it for you. If you're gonna justify it saving time, that's all you gotta say. Because labor is the yeah. biggest cost right now for anybody. The so labor, labor is typically like one ninety five per person per hour. That's like the going one seventy five, one ninety five. So if you buy a two hundred dollar uh, tool that's gonna save labor time. That's nothing. Yeah, it pays yeah. for itself in a couple of days. The Milwaukee Predator Man was, is one of the coolest tools because you can do it in air. And I've been watching your videos and I'm like, holy shit. And I didn't know that. You know, oh, going up and. Oh, that. the threader? Yeah. I yeah. usually have done it by yeah. hand. Oh, uh, yeah. I, like, I was just in a, I was in a predicament one time and I was like, you know, if I went online, I'm like, I could use it. I could, I could do like a hand threader and have someone hold it back or whatever. But I'm like, if I had this thing. I got two two projects I could use it, and I just justified it. You know what I mean? I was like, we're either doing it this way or we're doing it that way. And they're like, all right, we'll buy it for you. And then now it's like, now that I have it and I have it in my hand, I can just like, oh, I could do, I could use it like this. That thing is incredible. Yeah, I'm going to use so, that. Uh, they want us to kind of end the episode a little bit with like some sales tips. Um, 
Uh, a lot of people Bridge were asking tools, for it. Pipe saw. So uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit. This is the first time doing ad relocate and service quotes off of like sprinkler off of mainly ad relocate. If you're going off of blueprints, you get your ruler, you get your blueprints. It's this is how I do it. Super easy. Now remember, I I push this. You are you are chasing quotes not chasing customers. A lot of people get mixed up with that. They'll call, 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 and just try to get meetings and just try to get customers to start the process. That's not what you're doing. You're chasing a, a proposal. You have absolutely nothing until you get a proposal. So chase the proposal. But if you, let's say you get a service call, you already had the inspection contract. They're ready to go and do some ad relocates in one of the rooms. The, and it requires a blueprint. So let's say it's like 40 heads. Um, this is what I do. I get the blueprints. I get the ruler. 10 foot off the wall, one head. After the first head, it's 8 foot. So 8 foot. Boom, 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 boom. Technically, you will come out with a couple of extra heads when you're going off of the blueprints. And then you're going off the ruler. But that's okay. You This is just an estimate. So you, you get the 200 heads. Let's say it's 42. Let's say it's like... Uh, two hundred dollars per uh, per sprinkler head that you added, and then you put five hundred dollars for permits, and you rock and roll. If hold you on. need to, hold on, I have a question. Yeah. All right. Well, you said ten feet off the wall. You fucked me all up. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's first head. Dope. First head is ten foot. But it's not going ten eight... foot. No, it's not. No. All right. So I'm still fucked up from that. <laughs> even so, when you go when you go eight foot from the ten. You're gonna end up with additional heads. You don't want to come out with a with a with too many additional heads. So that ten foot will give you enough spacing to kind of limit that. This huh. is not like something that they teach. Like this is something that's like old school. Yeah, and like, I just this, I want to just understand at ten yeah. feet. I'm like I don't know. I don't know that. I think everybody's screaming no, no, right it's, now. It's, it's, it has it has nothing to do with code. Has everything to do with the ten amount feet, of dots eight feet, and... eight feet, eight feet, eight feet. That's how much. Then you're gonna, and then you charge them however many, however whatever your price is per head. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, I don't go under one seventy five per head. Typically, is is two hundred. Add five hundred for, uh, for permits. If I permits. get, a, if I'm like subbing it and I need to get a project manager out there, then it's a, I just <clears> added twelve hundred. You know, if it's like a a smaller one. And in our rock and roll, I push it. I push that permit. Boom. Or that quote. Boom. Done. Moving on. That's the thing. Like, you cannot spend all day on quotes. You got to get them out. How long is the permit? So a permit is per job. So typically it's around 500 bucks with a county or city, depending on the the municipal uh, city or, or county that you go with. But it's typically 500 bucks or less. How long? How long? Like how quick could you get? How quick could you get a sprinkler permit right now? Because in Boston, it's taking us some time. I think it's, everything's backed up. Yeah, it's probably gonna take me three weeks. Three weeks? Okay, so that doesn't make me feel bad. No, no. It, and it they're takes... uh, they're they're being stringent now with the NFPA 241. So I'm excited to have Sean on on Tuesday because that's I think that's what's slowing up our permits is because like they're making sure that all the writing in there is like going perfectly aligned with NFPA 241. That 241 is is tricky. It's so in-depth. Ooh, and, and I love that we're part of it, but it's also like we're at the forefront, but we're the guinea pigs. Like, if people are looking at me like I'm supposed to know, but it's it's brand new. We're the only ones that are implementing this shit. And so it's like, so I'm learning it, as I go. Right, right. So I'm saying this, but I'm not doing NFPA 240. No one like, is. I, I mean, No, I'm not doing it. So I don't have to think about that. Let's say it's a multi-level. Let's say it's it's like what? It's it's a six story building that I'm gonna do ad relocates on all the floors. Let's just say that like that's crazy. So that means that all the floors are gonna be uh you know, the sprinkler system is gonna be out of service. Every so one of those heads every one of those right? heads ha- every one of those heads has to be turned upright if the ceiling comes down. So that's <clears throat> that's so much additional time. It's a whole different quote that we're doing. Oh man, it's so much more money. Cause we get so like the ceiling cannot come down. Like when I go into a space, the space is like, 
It's like the people had just moved out. It's a, it's an ad relocate, just like you said. But instead of walking into a job where you see the deck and you see all just a wide open space, I'm walking in as the first guy there with a totally sealed up grid, and I got and I pop the tile, I pull the pendant, and I put an upright, and then I move to the next one. And the laborers are right behind me taking that grid down. Like that's how like that's the it's crazy. And what the problem is now is that to do to do demo, they want to have the smokes off because they're taking down grid. It's making mad dust, right? And to, but to to for me to do the pendants uprights, I gotta have the sprinkler down. NFPA two forty one says you can't have both down at the same time. So oh, how are we can't. supposed to take the ceiling down and a, a dust activity and not set off the smokes? So it's uh, now they now we gotta get a fire watch. Take the smokes down, take the sprinkler down, and have the fire watch sit there and watch us. It's uh, this is all just we're learning we're learning as we go. Um, so at what point do you have to add a standpipe to the to the building? If it's over 40 feet, if it's a new structure and it's over 40 feet, right? You have to have a temporary standpipe. It has to go down to the street. It has to have signage on how to use it. Quick drain. Has to have a gauge at the street so they can verify that visually that it has pressure. You have to have a hose valve on every landing or every level, and it has to be um, adequate signage and that and the. AHJ decides what kind of sign they want. In Boston, it's a two foot by two foot sign. They have like the, they want four inch lettering. The lettering has to be the right size, has to be in white. The sign has to be in red. It's all, it's, dude, it's crazy. So when it comes down to proposals, like quotes and stuff, now, now the person who's quoting that really needs to know what they're doing. Right. And really needs to know if it's required, if it's not, because that's, that's so much more time. I just been rolling on T and M. Like I'll go in, I'll do pendants uprights on T and M. I'm charging them per per reducing coupling, per head, per cage, and I don't know how long it's gonna take me. You know, I don't do after how many how if the branch lines are all level, I can order one size sprig from the shop. But if I got all different height of the lines and I'm making all different types of sprigs, how tight is it above the ceilings? All kinds of variables. Because when you're quoting that, like if you're, if I am, if I'm quoting that and I'm going against a couple of other uh, sprinkler companies, like if it's not time and material at a certain rate, like I need to think about, oh, how big is this, is this floor and how big is that floor and how long is it going to take me and how, like the, there's so many unknowns and the other companies doing the same thing. And if they do it like, you know, $2,000 less than me, $3,000 less than me, then there's a win. And it's it makes it way more difficult. And then for me, it's supposed to be like a six thirty or seven o'clock drain, and then they're not draining it until nine. So you can you can only do so much doping and taping, um, you know, in the morning. Like it doesn't take till nine to do all that to do to dope and tape fifty sprigs, you know. So you just Dude, you end up waiting for the shutdown. Like what's going on? <laughs> it's crazy, but it's uh, it's it's a new standard, and it's are you seeing that in New York at all? Silas? Uh, yeah. Uh, we, the contractor I work for, that we do have a hospital uh, that's around here. So we do do a lot of, you know, demo and heads and, and do an upright coverage. Uh, Uh-oh. The, uh, at, the, at the college Uh-oh. campus where, you know, they're taking out the ceiling and, you know, why the hell are we putting uprights? And they're going to put the ceiling in on a couple of days or in a week or two. 241. They, they had to do it. Yeah, they got to be. You have to be 200 degree uprights. Has to have a head cage. Yeah. So you still got to follow NFPA 13 standards um, yep. and provide upright coverage. People will say you have to. You only do like what 75% of the coverage or something. But that's because if you have like a series of closets that are in a row, once all the walls come down, you don't need those four heads. You might only need, just need one. So people think you can stretch. You can stretch it more, but you can't. You still can only have your maximums and your minimums. Um, but a lot of times there's like there's heads that get too close once the walls come down. You can eliminate them. Yeah, that's cool to hear that it's you guys are doing that. I, yeah, it's been a while since I've been I, I've done that. Uh, lately, it's been a lot of uh, flushing, um, a lot of dry pendants, uh, IPE uh, exams, FTCs, and a lot of like deficiency work. And I actually was listening the other day to the the whole yellow tag, red tag thing that you guys were talking about. And with the painted heads, that's probably my least favorite thing to do. Like you're writing up uh, painted heads. I understand that like they, they it affects the uh, the temperature rating, but it's such a pain in the ass when you're working in these old ass buildings and the pipe is like 
corroded to shit and you gotta you know get the sprinkler head out and they didn't give you the right head wrench and uh there's just so much of this trade like having the right head wrench you know a lot of guys that get into the trade they use a crescent wrench you know once you come over to service like you have a whole thing in your van uh you know just dedicated to sprinkler i got, wrench. I got, got a like bucket 50. i yeah. got a bucket yeah probably, probably got uh, 50 so Arco, this uh, so I have one. This one company to test, but in in uh, was it fall of this year? They're coming out with an adjustable concealed head wrench. Lucky you bastard, you got one. I want one. <laughs> I think, but well, we have a head change. You make custom we're ones. We're swapping out like four hundred and thirty. Yeah, you gotta get a video. You definitely gotta get a video because you'd probably be the oh, first yeah. one on site with it. Yeah, I'm know? not gonna be there, but like the technicians will be there. They're gonna be using it, and I'm gonna get all the feedback too. We did a head change out one time, and it was a copper system and a hard ceiling. And when we went to go, oh when God. we went to go back to, uh, and they used light wall copper. They didn't use the thick shit. So like so, you, twist so it's twist you like can see the head twisting but it's like kind of like twisting at like a weird angle like it's and then I'm like I just keep twisting it and I'm like I don't know something's weird with this and like so we cut it open and it's just like the copper is just all twisted up oh, like fucking uh, and I bet the guy who quoted that job is like I bet he's outside kicking dirt man. oh man that was a bad one. <laughs> I was like a, that was like a fifteen hundred or something we changed out oh. Yeah. What? Being on the service side, we, we do work with a lot of uh, sales guys. Our project managers are pretty much salesmen, too. And I don't want their job at all, man. <laughs> That's just stressful. Yeah, so I handle everything. So there's no limits for me to do. My company gives me full range. So I do inter I do new construction, service, inspections. I go to court. I do fire protection consulting. Um, and I tell you what, so today I'm on I'm on vacation, right? But I've answered my phone, I don't know how much. Like, Sarah, well, all my stories on Instagram under Atlanta Fire Protection, uh, Sarah was, like, recording these birds, and while, and then I'm in the background on a call. Like, <laughs> like so, so Ruining tomorrow, the video. Yeah, so tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, ruining the video, 100%. <laughs> so um, tomorrow I'm just, I'm going to leave my phone at home. Yeah, you should. You know? Yeah. You should. Yeah, so I'm not even going to bring it. All the guys that are on call, because I'll be next uh, when I turn out. It's like when you're not on call, you know, get your work phone, put it on the counter, and, and turn it off. Don't even don't even put, turn it on. So, you know, I carry two two phones, a personal and a work phone, and, you know, the work phone goes into the drawer, and you, you just leave it there. Um, and that's just what we practice over here. Um, just stay away from it. You know, focus on your life outside of work. And when you're on call, keep it with you, you know, and try to respond quick. Um, That's a great mentality to have. Sure, I like know? the I like the one I like the one phone the one phone steez. You know, you call me, you got an emergency, I'll be there. Yeah, come on. Yeah, so I don't know. There's there's a lot. So like my father preaches it, and a lot of people preach it to have two phones for that reason, so you can disconnect. Let's, mm. but like for example, for my position, I want. I want my customers to call me and I want, and I also tell them that I'm going to be there for them when they, whenever they need me. So like I was getting text messages this morning at 7am and I was answering, but I wanted, it's way easier for me to get to everybody who calls me and texts me and emails me if I have one phone. Oh yeah, for sure. It's all based off your environment and the contract that you work for. You know, for a guy that's out in the field that, you know, isn't trying to sell a job, trying to focus on doing the job right, uh, you know, having customers call you over, you know, little things or even questions that's supposed to be answered by a sales guy, uh, you know, that type of traffic. You yeah. Know, guys out in the field, I don't really think, you know, should be getting that, that feedback. Um, but, you know, say you are in a, in a position, you know, where you're in the office, you uh, I honestly couldn't tell you how to keep your phone off, man. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's crazy. You gotta have it on. You gotta answer your call. We're at a minute. We're at an hour and five minutes, kid. Writing what I do, it's hard to not answer it. Yeah. So, what time are we at? We're at we're at ten oh four. Who's coming in? Who's coming on next week? Sean. We got. It's the first, right? Let me let me pull up my trusty calendar here. I got that calendar up here, but I don't want to get up. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, August first. Sean from NFPA. 
is coming on. And we're going to, uh, so if we have any questions for NFPA, anything NFPA um, like, you know, and if he wants to talk, we're just going to keep talking. Yeah. We'll talk as long sure. as we can. I definitely want to ask him some questions about 241 and see everything he knows about it and what he can offer for the community. That's see uh, how we can get it, um, how we can get it implemented like nationwide because it's a standard that everybody should be using, but it, none of the, none of the AHJ is enforcing it in the permitting process. But um, as always, we want to thank you guys for watching us and, and thank you for being here. We're happy to be here. Hit the like button, please. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. If you guys want to follow Silas, it's uh, SpringTech underscore Trek. It's the title. It's the title of the episode. Um, you guys were great in the comments tonight. The comments were popping off. I'm sorry if I missed it. If I missed any of your comments, I try to read them all. Tommy wants to get a commission from Argco. His company won't buy him the Riptide, but his talked to his friend's company in our area of buying one. We need videos of that thing. I got that guy. I got the guy that makes it on on LinkedIn. So send me some videos and I'll put them on there for him. Riptide's awesome. Yeah. It really, it really is. It's, it's a cool, you know, it's a cool thing, and it's. Uh... Hey, if you're gonna buy Riptide, go ahead and get the quad. Don't buy anything else. Yeah, you just get the quad box. Boom. You could do two fifty, five hundred, seven fifty, or a thousand. One box. Simple as that. It's got rubber feet on the bottom, so you don't uh, scratch it up, and it's it's top notch. Um, I think that's it. If you got anything, Brian, point up to the top of your screen for me. Just give me like a little point. If you want to go right here to the website, find our merch at Dope and Tape, uh, myspreadshop.com. Get yourself a hat like this or, you know, any any of the other merch that's on there. And uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. Till next time. Thank you guys so much. We covered a lot. We did. You're a good talker. I think that you got something. You got, we're going to talk after this. you got to get on Instagram and start doing talking videos. You could be right. uh, You could be motivating. The young, the young motivating guy. Dope and Tape, thank you. The community is growing. Another successful show. Thanks for joining. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you, man. Thanks for reaching out, Brian. I, I appreciate your, uh, you doing that and letting me on this show. And, you know, this is kind of getting my feet wet and, you know, the social media and, and talking on camera. And it's all new to me. So I think you did really good. And if you ever need any, any pointers or anything, just, you know, you know where to find me. Hit me up. Are making, right. making some reels. Put on some stories. <clears throat> us tag tag everybody that we're tagging and that tags us and and have fun and, and join our community you know that we're all about just growing the community and we can't do it without any of you guys so yeah that's how we get young guys and 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 girls into the trade is by uh the the videos you put them on and we get them on the for you page and if it's a sick video and i'll share it and hopefully we can get on like some an explore page and and be like, wow, look at this trade. I never heard of this. This isn't this is sprinklers. It's not involved with lawn. I want to do this. It's a pipe trade. It's the best pipe trade. Alright, that's it.